hey, this is a future of what single. If you want to get the whole thing, visit our website at killrockstars.com slash the future of what. We're talking to Jonna Hunter of the band Lower Dance. Yeah, I just, I feel like this is a really a scary moment. I'm also talking on this episode to Kevin Erickson, who runs the Future Music Coalition, and they're in D.C., and they have a, you know, for years sort of been successful in having kind of a nonpartisan approach to talking about music business industries with people in the government. And I think one of the scariest things about the Trump administration is that going into this, we actually have just nothing but questions. Like, we don't actually have any policies. We don't know where he stands on a lot of issues that are going to be really important for musicians. Like, I mean, net neutrality is one that comes to mind, Yeah. like, immediately as as a huge deal. I, I don't know if you have any other thoughts, per se, on that <laughs> or some other topic regarding the incoming government that you might want to touch on. I mean, um, making anything that that is uh, in any way like true to myself means a, a certain amount of like uh, picking and choosing what in the world I allow to in, in influence that writing. You know, because if I'm running my band's Facebook page and participating in social media forums about politics, everything that I get to make is going to be like 100% nauseating anxiety. <laughs> And in, and in order to avoid that, I try to filter a lot, but also with the, with the knowledge that that's not a, a long-term solution by any means. So right now I'm trying to make as much music as I can without worrying about too much of that because it's out, you know, as far as I, as far as I know, it's like essentially out of my control. I did what I could and I participated in the election and, and encouraged people to vote for Bernie Sanders. I mean, it went this way. And I don't know what's going to, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. But somebody told me a story a long time ago about you go on a uh, Hawaiian vacation, like the three days before your vacation, you're incredibly excited. You, you know, you might be like going about the like mundane tasks of, of uh, your normal life, but you're really excited because, you know, Hawaii is on the horizon. And then you get to Hawaii in the last three days of your vacation. All you can think about is like the drudgery that you have to, <laughs> you have to return to. So I'm trying to be present in the moment so that I don't think about how like the vacation is over, you know, and this is the, uh, the end of what we, what we thought of as limited freedom, but we don't even know what that meant, you know? Interesting. Can you tell me more about what you think about that? I think a lot about what motivates people and it, and it frightens me a lot. What I think motivates the current administration and it frightens me even more the uh, kind of like sycophantic behavior of the, GOP as regards that administration and the like rewriting of language that's happening, both coming from that administration and in response to it from the, the press who already kind of adapting a kind of a more prescriptive approach to the commenting on the state of things rather than, than a descriptive approach. I, I tend to look at all those kinds of things and feel very generally pessimistic, but as far as that impacts me personally, I don't, it's too, it's almost just like too much for me to really, to, to, to think about. I worry about what it's doing to my, you know, my relationships with my conservative family members. And I, and I worry about a lot of that, like divisiveness and 
people so motivated by greed that they like take all choice away from other people without them even knowing it. You know, like abstract ideas like that that I think are really coming to fruition, but really difficult to grasp and even more difficult to act against without kind of abandoning the rest of your life for like political strategy. I feel like I'm talking like an insane person, but this is <laughs> this is what happens to me when I start thinking about it, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of people are feeling that way. I know I feel that way. I, I like what you said about, you know, how do we get through this without damaging our relationships with our conservative family and friends? And I feel like that's something that I would like to focus on is the points of unity. There has to be at some point, you know, common ground where there are things that we all hold dear. I think the thing that's scaring me the most is how much of, you know, I think the people who voted for Trump assume that it's going to be a 99.9% business as usual and maybe 0.1% weird Trump stuff and that we're just going to stay the same and America is just going to move forward and everybody's going to get up in the morning and eat their Wheaties and Cheerios and everything's going to be totally normal. And, oh yeah, Trump says some weird stuff, but like really nothing's going to change. And my fear is like, I think change is going to happen and I think it's going to happen a lot faster than that, but I just wonder when people are going to pay attention. Uh, Yeah, like historically, that's the prevailing mood prior to any impending regime change. People assume, (laughs) you know, like, oh, that's too crazy. That's why would anybody do that? It doesn't make any sense. But they are not really putting themselves in the position of somebody who is motivated solely by like power and greed and, and having as much of that as possible in the now and thinking like, what will that person do to have that? Especially when they've already had it their whole lives and they now are wielding like much more powerful reins. I think it's really hard for us to think like that. And I think you're right. I think kind of the only possibility is that that it will be very different from what most of us imagine and that it will happen much faster than most of us will imagine and that it will take us, you know, by the time that we are motivated to action, it'll be already like well underway and, you know, past, past the point of, uh, of return. Yeah, I just, I mean, I know this is totally not what we should be talking about or doing, but, you know, my, my mind keeps going to like, the normal German people who were interviewed about, you know, do you know that there's a train that passes your house that takes Jews to a concentration camp? And they go, they would say, oh, no, that's not where that train goes. You know, I mean, that like people were just completely in denial about the reality of what was actually happening. And I feel like yeah. I'm terrified because I feel like that could happen here so easily. We've already decided that the media lies. Like, did you notice how that happened in five minutes? Like now everyone's like, oh, everything you see on the news is fake. It's now all called fake news. Yeah. So you, now you can't believe anything that any of the news outlets say. Yeah. So what do you believe? I mean, it just becomes instantly like, so there's pictures of people dying in the streets. Oh, those aren't real. That's just fake news. Yeah. Like, where do we go from here? I'm completely panicking. <laughs> I'm sorry. This interview has just totally gone down the drain. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, uh, how can it not? Like, how can we not talk about this <laughs> stuff? You know, like the Nazis invented propaganda, but we perfected it and we've been doing it for decades. We're so primed. For, yeah. for that kind of behavior. And yeah, there's another, there was a quote that I, I tried in conversation with, with one of my family members who, uh, who voted for Trump, you know, that I, uh, I think that like the son of a Holocaust survivor saying the nicest people make the best Nazis. Ugh. Yeah. Because they are the ones who, who are, can be so powerfully in, in denial. 
and I know I'm not getting that quote right. I really want to find it and send it to you. But it, but I mean, you get my point. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's what it seems like. You know, I these conservative friends that I have are lovely, lovely people who really do care about others, but somehow they didn't have any problem with anything Trump said. <laughs> just, yeah, like I, you know, my brain just melts at that point. I don't know. I think now would be a great time for us to get invaded by aliens and taken over. That's what I think. I was, I was thinking that too. I can't remember what movie I was watching. Oh, I was watching that terrible Independence Day yeah. sequel, <laughs> yeah. and thinking, and thinking, and it was it was like the you know the second aliens invade movie that I'd seen in a while, and just just being pounded over the head with the idea that like the only way humans come together is that we have like a a foe we have to face together. Right. There's, you know, there's there's no other possibility except for us to band together. That's the only way that we survive. I don't want to believe that that's true, but I don't know if it matters because I do think that a lot of people believe that that's true because they don't trust each other, you know? And, and I mean, I feel like that's what it boils down to with the kind of isolationism and panicky greed that is, you know, in, in the administration and the air right now is that there's just a, complete void of trust of your fellow human being. Yeah, there's a lack of trust and there's also a bizarre feeling of scarcity. It's like everybody is trying to grab the last gold coins. You know what I mean? And it's like, really? What happened? Did I miss something? Is this it? This is is the last pile of money that exists and we have to grab all the rest of it? (laughs) But I guess that's the, the the end game of capitalism at some point. Yeah, perfect growth. Yeah. Perfect growth. Yeah. Capitalism slash cancer. Same goal. Yeah. Same goal. Well, on that fabulous upbeat note, <laughs> John Hunter, it really has been a pleasure to talk to you today. You too. On the future of what? Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Did you like what you heard? Then subscribe to The Future of What on iTunes. And thanks for listening.
That was Have Mercy by Two Ton Boa. <laughs> 